Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Archivist Vets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head hauntress. Um, <laughs> this is a big episode. Uh, this is our season finale. We always do a season finale in the first couple weeks of December. Our Xmas holiday episode usually isn't really focused on Christmas too much. We usually do in the holidays. Uh, it's usually like Star Wars. Last year it was the Disaster Artist in the Room. Uh, but this year, oh yeah, we're doing it. We're going Krampus. We're going Christmas horror. We are geeking out on our favorite type of scary holiday films. And believe me, after the madness, we just did an entire month of holiday films. And I've been cramming Krampus films for the last two weeks. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to introduce my sexy witches, and we'll get right into it. This is going to be a really great episode. Our guest host, our guest host tonight, is from Portland. She is Portland or Seattle still? She always confuses me. It's Seattle. <laughs> um, she's in Seattle. She's been on the show before, uh, but she often films in in Portland, and she is one of the best found footage films and short films and every type of film. A geek girl to the extreme. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Michelle Ness. How you doing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. 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 Currently living in Seattle with Benjamin the Bear. We love these guys. We love what they do, published author and everything. Queenie's about to go solo off into the sunset and to the horizon on the new ghostly, uh, scary undead adventures. But we got one <laughs> more episode to do. 
Welcome to the show, Queenie. You're on some sexy witches one final time. She's not answering. Is she already crying? Don't cry, Queenie. It's okay. I love you, Queenie. <laughs> oh, Mom, Queenie's already I'm crying. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you the get... biggest hug. Dude, we're going out with a bang tonight, Queenie. You're going to love tonight's show, so be prepared. We got some serious Christmas devil to talk about. I have two other people on the line with me, So, but but first, let's talk to the first person on the line. 985 area code, hold on with it. I will get you in just a moment. I want to introduce someone that's on the line right now. We've had her on the show before. She's one of my favorite podcasters on the web right now, and her name is Emily Intrevia of the Feminine Critique Podcast. Welcome. You're back on with the Sexy Witches. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. So that's Well, uh, it sounds like you're a little better. You were pretty sick uh, on Sunday. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, the more I talk, oh. the more stuffing comes out. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh drinking lots well, of water, lots of cough drops, living the dream. Oh, well, excellent. We're going to keep keep this short, but we wanted to make sure people knew uh, this is our holiday episode. And um, Emily and I have been talking for a year about doing an episode together. And over the weekend, we actually did. Uh, we finally did an episode of the Feminine Critique podcast. I was had the honor of being on one of her stocking stuffer episodes. What is a stocking stuffer, you may ask? Well, while Queenie and myself love horror films, Emily here, she takes it for the team. She she loves horror films too, but she really she watches all of those Hallmark, Lifetime, all those like Freeform, uh, uh, Freeform, Middle of the Road, (laughs) White America, Christmas films that are on the web this time of year. Hallmark did thirty of them this year. Uh, you know, 30. What production studio makes 30 films a year? Okay, but I like the ones with Melissa Joan Hart in them. <laughs> well, and, and I actually, like, have a, a little bit of understanding. Like, it's like, I hate romantic comedies, but I get, the like, the formula. And if you like it, it's cool. Emily, tell them about your stocking stuffers and your criteria, and then I will tell them which, which movie we did. Yeah, so... Kind of just became this weird pattern that I became obsessed with a couple of years ago when I realized I had kind of accidentally watched a few of these movies and that I watched the same movie over and over again because there are certain <laughs> quotes that come up every time. So what I do now is I watch I watch these movies. I keep my notes open the entire time. I oh. note that it takes all ten tropes and then I have a little bonus round for it. And basically the you know to run through quickly the tropes are. Um, you have your lead in need of a lesson, who's usually a working woman who needs to learn to, like, give up her career for family, all that. She has a bland love interest. This usually happens in a quaint small town or a magical winter wonderland. Uh, somewhere along the line, you're going to have dead parents. Um, dead parents, Dead parents is very important in this movie. Yep. Um, usually, you will have a sassy sidekick who might be the only black character in the movie. Um, you will also... Um, have let's see the sage old person is my favorite and it comes up pretty much every time sometimes if you're really lucky the sage old person is also santa claus uh we and also that's get two different points 
you can oh, have yeah. an old stage person and Santa Claus. That does happen sometimes. Yes, but when it's one, when it's one and the same, it's like double bonus points. Yeah. Uh, and then for bonuses, it's always you know how many public domain holiday songs have the movie used? Uh, is there notable product placement? Is there ice skating, Christmas tree lightings? Um, does a character have a Christmas name? Is there an annoying child? And then my favorite of the bonuses is um, can is it, when can you spot this was actually filmed in Canada or somewhere that is clearly <laughs> not where the movie is set? And Queenie, they are all shot in Canada almost. Yeah, literally oh, there have been I some that like <laughs> I think Georgia and North Carolina are getting some of it. Uh, the one that we covered was actually shot in Romania. They actually yeah, the yeah. And I've Whoa. noticed this year the evil city has not been necessarily New York. I've seen three separate movies Ooh. this year that came out this year that it was Chicago. I saw one in Chicago too, yeah. Yeah, so so that changed a little bit this year. But the movie we reviewed, which I was so excited when they announced the sequel, we reviewed A Christmas Prince 2, A Royal Wedding, the big Netflix mm-hmm. movie. So the big tentpole <laughs> film, uh, that show is coming up. Uh, you said you, Emily, you said you just finished the notes on it? Yep, so it's going to um, probably get released on Thursday. Thursday. Okay, so folks, Sexy Witches, people listening, if you want to, like, if you have no interest in these Hallmark movies, still listen to Emily's podcast. It is, uh, I don't like, uh, it is the most entertaining half an hour to an hour, and they're nice and concise and short, um, you can have on the web. And Emily, I, once again, thank you for having me on. I was totally honored. Uh, Someday I want Christina and all three of us to just throw it down, but we'll get there at some point. We will. You were a lovely guest, and everybody you should listen to hear you. No, they should hear you anyways, because you're the funniest oh, person oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. You and Christina oh, are so funny. funny. <laughs> These guys are awesome. You're both so, you, okay? <laughs> now, girl, before I let you go, Emily, I know that you're a little bit hoarse, but um, this is Queenie Beast's last show. Uh, the sexy mm-hmm. werewitch is going on on into the uh, full moon horizon. I was wondering, as a very <laughs> relatively successful middle ground, awesome podcast, one of my favorites on the web, can you give her uh, give Queenie any advice or encouragement as they move on? I, yes, my my advice would be: if you love what you do, then others will too. Just do it and enjoy it and don't get hung up on the details as far as, oh, my God, did, did this one got less downloads than this one and people aren't talking about this one. If you enjoy it, trust me, somebody out there is enjoying it. That's really awesome advice. I will take that. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, much love, Emily. Go crawl under your warm cardigan, cozy Christmas blanket. I can't oh, yeah. wait. There, there are already four episodes of the Stocking Stuffers for mm-hmm. the season on Sentiment Critique Podcast on Tumblr, Finder on Facebook as well. All very easy. Their group is great. Go to their group page. Thank you again. Enjoy Thank your you. lemon Thank and tea. You for your support. Much love. Good Talk night, to ladies. you soon. Much Good night. Love. Much more. Great. So that was Emily and Trevia, call number one and a little house cleaning. Um, before we go onward, mm-hmm. I want to also say joining us on the line is my third sexy witch out of Clifton Forge, Virginia. Uh, I extra. Can't anything. 
Do I even uh, still exist? Ah, the sexy <laughs> porn witch. Amir appears, materializes. Welcome, you're back on with the sexy witches. How you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, you're and on the line I, with. Go ahead. I wanted to say. I wanted to say that I would consider doing a Christmas madness. That's probably the only way I would watch those Hallmark and Lifetime movies is if I had that kind of point value that she was giving. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I would do that. <laughs> Got to find oh, annoying, right? annoying kid, check. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so it's so good. You have to listen to her show. I mean, it is so funny and so good. And it's just like, guess what? Guess what? They fall in love. Did you realize they're gonna fall in love? You know, <laughs> things like that. It, it is so funny. You're back on. Um, and Michelle, you're back on. Just so you know. Yes. So yay! I, I, love I fell down. You fell oh, no. down. No, no well, my no phone fell and it went bloop. And then I oh. just looked at it, and I was like, fuck. All right. <laughs> well, before we get too crazy, I've got some house cleaning stuff we need to talk about. First of all, I yep. wanted to mention that to Queenie that I fulfilled my promise, and I Wait. watched Martyrs two days ago. <laughs> yes, you did it. <laughs> I finally did it. Are you okay? You yeah, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> you did you like it? I like the ending a lot. Uh, I thought the ending the was pretty ending. badass. Yeah. Um, it's uh, first of all, it's it's absolutely competent and well shot, well acted. Everything about mm-hmm. that is fine. Subject matter is a problematic for me because I don't like watching other people do horrible things to other people, and a lot of it. Is is watching some girl get slapped in the face for like forty five minutes is pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so now what I did like is when it, it it's control on the gore. It's actually mm-hmm. a very bloody mm-hmm. film, but when it goes to that point where it would just be beyond anything you could handle. It actually did really well on its cutaways to make you think you were seeing more than you actually were. And I thought that was yeah. pretty cool, especially the big reveal at the end, what they actually do to this poor girl. I mean, it would have been absolutely brutal. I, they cut away, and some people say, well, they're pulling their punches. I'm like, no, they were holding back because they wanted to show you what they did to this girl. Uh, but, they, yeah. the, but I think to actually watch the, the actual act in action would have been too much, even for me. I would have had to probably yeah. turn it off. Uh, uh, so, and, and believe me, I'm totally about that. You know, that part of it was cool. I actually, when it comes to over to top gore and blood, I can deal with that. It's the more like yeah. the, the, the slapping and stuff. I had the same uh, issue with a movie. Uh, remember Scott Shermer? He's been on the show before. Um, he, I saw the bad man at Columbus and it's very similar in the sense that it's, people doing horrible things to other people and it's just a hard mm-hmm. watch even if it is competently directed uh and, and that's how it's i feel about martyrs but martyrs is really well done i would say it's actually one of the better yeah 
it's definitely one of the better films of the of the French New Wave from mid two thousands, uh, you know, mid to late two thousands. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I still think Frontiers wins for me because I think Frontiers is just such a crazy ball for the wall movie. I just love that movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's that. Yeah, I like that one too. It's too good. Oh, it's so fun. French, it's so good. The French answer the wrong turn. Uh, I, I call it the kitchen sink movie because literally it has every type of monster and trope and horror, like everything mm-hmm. from Nazis to mutants to, you know, cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> all of it is in there. All of it, you know, and and it's also a very, very um, important statement on racism kind of buried under all that bloody mess. You know? So, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a good movie, but Martyrs is good. I would say that if you like French new wave, you definitely got to le- include it in your yeah. catalog would I actively easily mm-hmm. put it in again I would only do it if I was watching it with somebody else like or someone that needs doing it for like critique like you can be like in a well, detached was, headspace to watch it I can review it I could watch it again to review it if I wanted to yeah. I could absolutely do that when you review um, something you watch it differently you know yeah well, but it's still, I mean, I'd have to question why am I watching this girl get the shit beat out of her and, uh But, uh, you know. The in that movie is legit. It, I mean, oh. it's still a special effect, but it's, like, so well done that you feel it. Like, it feels well, and real. The, the, the sound design in the movie is also really effective. Yep. I mean, you you feel it's every cool. hit. You see every hit, you know. It's, and it's, it's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, you okay, Michelle? I hear whispering. Okay, we'll keep moving on. All right. So anyway, but I'm really glad I I promised I'd watched it, and I'm glad I've watched it. So uh, you know, Queenie, I understand why. I I understand why it's one of your favorites because it, it definitely has that like catharsis kind of vibe going on. And I fucking love horror that does that. I love horror that I watch and I find a catharsis in because maybe the first time I watch it isn't going to be a fun ride because I remember when I watched Martyrs the first time, I had a mental breakdown after. I just lost my shit because everything's too real and I had been abused so badly that I could relate to the characters in that film. You know what I mean? And then they go that extra bit with her and they skin her and everything and it's just like, okay, too much. They also did something that I thought was kind of cool and it's subtle, but it also threw me off. Um, one of, in the very beginning, there's a family that's murdered and there's a 12 year old yeah. girl in it. She's a dead ringer for Linda Blair. Like, like I actually, for the yeah. opening sequence of the movie, thought it was Linda Blair. <laughs> I was like, why are they watching <laughs> the exorcist? But they're not. It really is her uh, this actress. So, uh, and so when she gets whacked, it even feels horrible or, you know, it just, uh, it's a good movie. I, 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 Martyrs is cool. Uh, so, uh, moving on, uh, I'm going to see Ghost on the 10th here in Baltimore. I'm taking the evil genius with me. Um, and just so people know, if you're listening and you're within driving distance of Baltimore, I have an extra ticket I'm trying to sell. You want to go see the sold-out show on the 10th at the Hippodrome? PM me on my Facebook page after the broadcast. We'll talk about it later. All right. So moving on. My husband already gave me my Christmas present. You guys are ready? Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I'm going Hold in February. Back. Yep. I'm going to Barcelona. Ooh. Oh, you're going to love it. Have you been there, Michelle? You are going you to have. Love it. Oh my yeah. God! Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk off the air because I need some like I know what the big touristy things I'm gonna do on. I've been planning this trip pretty much all my life. It's number two on my bucket list. But there's the little things like the food and the booths in the La Boquera. Uh, I mean, there's things like that we need to talk about. Yes. So, so also um, the uh, area of Medina that you should check out too. You should tell me all this stuff. We'll talk for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear. I'm asking advice for all the, so many people about this. So I'm really excited. So we are going to do a special <laughs> episode of Barcelona in the new season, season five. It's going to be on in February, a rare Wednesday episode because of the guests I wanted to get for that episode. Could, couldn't do it on Tuesday, but could do it on Wednesday. That's Nina Oswego of the Sounds of Thunder, uh, who I played the clip for of during their last, um, during our last episode, because they did a, a metal version of the Catalonian theme uh, anthem. Uh, <laughs> so that went viral in, in Catalonia, of all places. Uh, so uh, I wanted to talk to her on air. Maybe, Michelle, I'll bring you on for that episode, too. Okay. So, and we'll talk about that later. That's down the road, 2019. We're not there yet. We got a lot more to go. Um, <clears throat> does anybody else, for some reason we lost Aaron Marie. I'm going to see if we can get her back. Uh, Queenie, do you have anything yes. to report from your side of the world? Movies, events, all that fun stuff. Oh, fuck. Um, not really. I've been kind of just stuck in my house because I've been sick. <clears throat> so it's been like really rough on me. Uh, my husband left to go to Estonia. You know, you said they gave him 48 hours notice at work, which kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, you like have to put yourself in a headspace of going to a whole other country, you know, in 48 hours. So, but he's going on a work trip. So, you know, he didn't want to go, <laughs> but I was like, you need to go keep up appearances, work stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm alone right now. <laughs> ah. Oh, well, I'm sorry you're alone, but I do know you did a Krampus live stream last night on air. I saw some of it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. We we just hung out, and I put my horns on. <laughs> uh, you know, I just hung out, put my horns on, what? shit. shit. <laughs> did you wanna... My live streams are pretty chill, chill, depending on what I'm doing. Well, how did uh, how uh, you can still find it on your YouTube page, right? Yeah. I oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I got Michelle, all how about here. Michelle? How about you? Do you have anything to report from your part of the world? Things you're working on? Things you're doing? Uh, so much. Um, let's see here. I'm working on the 2019 horrors of the PMW anthology. Uh, it'll be our sixth year presenting, so it's our sixth episode. Um. Each one's a full feature. Uh, I wish, uh, I'm not quite where I can announce who the main marquee name is involved, but I can give you a hint if you want to hear a hint. Sure, we'll sure. always go for hints. Okay, uh, think Dario Argento, and we'll leave it at that. 
Oh. Yeah. So I'm really excited for the 2019 Horrors of the PNW. It's last year we had uh, deputy uh, uh, deputy from Twin Peaks, um, and that was really cool. I always want to call him Deputy Jesse. Deputy you know? Jesse. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Well, lots so lots of sneaky hints. But sounding like you're busy as always. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, then we also have, uh, I, I don't know if either of you have been able to catch a screening yet of Manos Return. No, I haven't. Uh, no, I wish. Ooh, it's, uh, it's been going around in theaters. Uh, it's been hitting a lot of places. Uh, Mystery Science Theater, Fatal Homage. It it was really cool. Um, I got to see it at earlier this year at Crypticon Seattle. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm all I can do is tell everybody like if you have a chance to see Manos Returns, Ghost, it's so fucking funny. It's so good. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, and I I will try to catch it at some point. I'm always behind on movies, though I did cram a lot of films for this particular episode. Um, <laughs> I also crammed in there, and she's not on air right now, uh, She-Ra the entire season, and uh, I finished Haunting of Hill House, and I did an entire season of Riverdale on top of all the Christmas horror I was watching, so... I was a <laughs> TV watching fiend and, uh, you know, go, it was kind of crazy. Uh, so, but, um, it's, it, uh, I, I, of, of those films, I highly recommend She-Ra. She-Ra was awesome. Uh, I've, I've watched it with my niece, my nine year old, you know, and, it, you know, it, I, I'm, this is coming from a fan of the original series. I had between my sister and I, we had the entire toy line. And including the two winged horses. Uh, And um, we, I I still love the new show. Matter of fact, I thought it was great because they don't have to rely on selling a product anymore. Right. Uh, So they could actually, these women, it's, it's above the line women and uh, written by women. uh, And uh, they don't have to deal about product placement. So there's a lot about sisterhood. There's a lot of gendered fluidity and relationships you know, it's so good. And Swift Wind is a badass. He's like a grumpy, awesome horse, and he's always mad about how people horses are being treated. It's funny. Uh, it, it, it's it's cool. I I recommend it. But um, Erin Marie, who's not on air right now, I wonder if she's listening. Uh, she won't even watch it. Uh, she saw the trailer, which I admit was the greatest, uh, and refused, like a lot of other people, not even to try it. And I'm like, please, don't knock it till you try it. If I liked it and I've been to the season, and Queenie, you know that it takes me a lot to commit to a TV show, even when I yeah. like. Yeah, um, it, it must have something going on. So, And they're short. They're quick, they're quick burns. So, uh, you know, I, I, I recommend that. Riverdale? mixed bag. Michelle, I know you would have some severe reasons why you wouldn't like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wait, a lot of I, I wouldn't like She-Ra? Riverdale. No, no. You'd like oh, she a lot. Riverdale, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a, 
I, I, I actually, I think the writing is really good. I like the cinematography. Yeah, the acting is phenomenal. Um, my qualm is, you know, either make them older or, you know, don't be as exploitive. Yeah, that, that's what I figured you were saying. Because one thing that yeah. I kept having scratching my head on, and, you know, and it doesn't quite push my buttons the way it pushes you but I was like it's like supposed to be especially the back half of the first season it's supposed to be like early winter and there's snow on the ground yet these girls are in these high high boots with these short short teeny skirts and just a tiny jacket and they're walking around and it's like no you know that's not how people dress in the snow come on people even people that live I mean, in the it snow kind don't of dress like that is. I don't really have an issue with uh, what they're dressed in. You know what I mean? It's more where the camera oh, is They look painting. great. Don't get me wrong. They look fabulous. Yeah. Especially the girl that plays Cheryl. Uh, she looks oh, amazing. She's so beautiful. Anything yeah. she wears. Anything she wears. She looks amazing. I was just kind of like, it's cold. Don't you want to at least wear some leggings? <laughs> That's, you know? <laughs> It, that was really more my worried about it. But yeah, it's a little unexplained. At the same time, I, one thing I do like about the writing of this show, and I also like about Sabrina, the direction and exploitative aside, is that when the writing, when they're talking to each other, the characters, if someone is lying and is called out on their lie, they don't do this whole thing where they're denying their lie for half an episode. Within a scene or two, they admit to it. And it moves the plot forward. Now, in a book, you can delay that kind of reveal. In TV show, you yeah. really can't do that. It stops action. Uh, so the action in Riverdale continues. You know, even though there's a lot of deception and stuff, um, all the all the uh, older characters are all played by veterans, including Luke Perry and Skeet Ulrich. Um, Skeet Ulrich's name is SP. Uh, that's his name. And honestly, Queenie, I have to believe it's a direct reference to the FP because everything in Riverdale is named after a teenage movie or a gang movie, like or or something like River's Edge, right? All uh, you know, everything, the titles, the character names, all of them, uh, you know, I, you know, unless it's a directly an Archie reference. And uh, so I have to believe that he's named FP. After Fraser Park and our 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 beloved gang dance dance revolution movie, at least I will dream. <laughs> so you can always dream. Yeah. Speaking of dreams, all right, Michelle, are you ready? And Queenie, I have an audio recording. I cannot transfer it to play it, so I'm going to try to play it directly from my phone onto my speaker, onto my microphone here, and I'm going to try to play it, but this is a call that someone wa- couldn't be on the air tonight, but they wanted to say something to Queenie. Um, okay. And hold on. Hold on just a second. I have to restart <laughs> it. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Where is my speaker? Oh, okay. This is so like, like old school, like 1980s tape quarter. Anyway, <laughs> like type of stuff. All right. Are we ready? Cool. All yeah. right. If you can't hear it, I will forward it to you later and tell you who it is. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can do this. I'm so nervous. Hello, 
Queenie and Elizabeth. I am so excited, Elizabeth. Let me know about Queenie's last podcast, Bet on Sexy Witches. Queenie, I want to send you a quick voice note, uh, words of encouragement to tell you that I am so proud of you. I am so excited for what the future holds for you. Never change. Stay beautiful. Stay strong. Stay badass. And keep representing us women in horror. There's not a lot of us. And the fact that you are part of it means a lot to me. Thank you so much for supporting me. You have for always my love and my respect. This is Gigi Saul Guerrero, the co-founder of Luchagor Productions. Much love to you both. All right. Did you hear any of that? Yep. So, yep. Did, all right, that was Gigi, Gigi Sarreo, um, and Lucha Gore. Uh, she wanted to make sure she said something too, and she found out today was your last podcast. So that's the one little uh, little note I had for you, and I'll give you the actual <laughs> file after air. All right. All right. All right. God damn it. I told you this is going to be a, a great night, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Lynette Chester, Lynette Chester says she's listening, and she thinks uh, she had a rough week. And so much love to Lynette. And thank you again calling in uh, last episode on the FP episode. So uh, we have a lot of listeners tonight, Queenie, besides uh, us hobnobbing about horror and things like that. <laughs> but I think it is time to talk horror, don't you think? Yes. yes. I Let's think it's time. Well, Let's... I tell you what. Maybe we'll have ourselves a little Christmas right here. Come on, everyone. Gather around. String up the lights and light up the tree. We're going to make some revelry. Spirits are high, so I can tell it's Christmas time in hell. Demons are nicer as you pass them by. There's lots of demon toys to buy. The snow is falling and all is well. It's Christmas time in hell. There goes Jeffrey Dahmer with a festive Christmas ham. After he has sex with it, he'll eat up all he can. And there goes John F. Kennedy caroling with his son. Reunited for the holidays, God bless everyone. Everybody has their happy glow, let's dance in blood and pretend it's snow. Even Mount St. Tung is under the spell, it's Christmas time in hell. Oh, yes, it is. It is the night before Krampus. So uh, we're going to go right into it. And, Queenie, you and I are a huge fan of the Krampus film that Michael Doherty did a couple years ago. I don't know. Michelle, how do you feel about that movie? I thought it was cute as fuck. Yeah, that's how I feel. It is cute as fuck. Exactly. But... That's just the the mainstream version of Krampus. I mean, the one thing I will say about the Internet uh, is that Krampus kind of mainstreamed because of Facebook. I remember a few years ago, we were finally getting images from Krampus festivals across the European. And and now, here in America, they're springing up like weeds everywhere. There are Krampus festivals. A lot lot of them happened in December 1st. A bunch of them are happening this Saturday on the 8th, including Baltimore, which is one of the biggest. Um, I think Seattle it, probably has like them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, Krampus. Kind of the actual night is December 5th, as a lot of people know, uh, which is yeah, tomorrow, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, and by the way, folks, for people listening, happy Hanukkah. It's third night. 
So I, I also yeah. we gotta also shout out to Hanukkah. I'm actually going to a Laka party at my mother in law's on Thursday, which will be nice. Uh, so uh, you know, oh, but um, so <laughs> but right now we're talking them. Krampus, 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 Krampus. So Queenie, do you want to tell our listeners, not that they probably don't know who Krampus is, but why don't you give a quick rundown on what Krampus is and where where it, you know a little bit about the origins, right? Yeah, like, um, I think it's, um, I'm not exactly sure where the area is where it originated, but it's definitely in Europe, and they have the most amazing parades, like, I can't, if you've seen a video of these parades, you know what I'm talking about, but Krampus is the evil side of St. Nicholas, basically, and you see a lot of imagery with the both of them together, like laughing and stuff. And in my opinion, I think they're making fun of the kids, <laughs> you know, the naughty kids together. They're like, yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> but like, Krampus, is the na- he takes care of the naughty side of things. You know what I mean? He goes around to the bad kids. He gives them coal in their stocking, beats them with twigs. Like, he has, like, these branches that he's bound together to make, like, a flail kind of situation, and he just beats the shit out of them. Sometimes he's depicted beating the shit out of women. Um, Sometimes he's depicted yeah. seducing women. I mean, the yes. picture I use yes, is a woman seducing him. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, some, some girls want to hook up with the Christmas devil. Yeah, well, he's not going to spank them unless they ask nicely. You know, you know, there's there's being naughty, and then there's being naughty, right? So, (laughs) right. And he's usually depicted as this goat-looking demon. He looks like Satan. You know, like if you see depictions of Satan, Krampus doesn't look that too. You know, not that different, really. He's just one of many St. Nicholas sidekicks yeah. that actually accompany. Uh, there's a couple of uh, witches in there and a couple other monsters. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's a bunch of, you know, um, uh, there's, there, I got, sorry, Erin Marie says, said, wrote in and said that she can't get back on. So sorry, Erin Marie, we'll see mm. you on in January. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, Krampus is not just, he's not just Krampus. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of monsters. There's even a, 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 a slave in Italy that is part of the, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had all these notes, but I didn't pull them up because we're not really talking about there, the like culture. It's a giant cat one that's kind of weird, you know? Like, yeah, that's right, the cat. And recently, the giant black and, cat, yeah. And and the cat has a witch attached to it, uh, you know. Yep. That, you know. And so yeah, no. There's the, and, and of course one of my favorites is the La Bafana from Italy, which is the witch mm. that actually delivers the presents to it to the Italian children, not on Christmas but on Epiphany on last on final night, so on Twelfth Night. So uh, so I always like La Bafana because Turkish delights come with her, and you know those things are. Mm-hmm. So good, no, especially when you have like something like an espresso to wash it down because it's a little sticky. <laughs> you know, it's really. Oh, really I good. want coffee. Oh, I have <laughs> coffee. I do every show with coffee. I could not get through the show if I didn't have coffee. Uh, so I, it's what the Aaron calls the Hunter special. It's coffee spiked with this time Kahlua and eggnog. So, and I'm not Ooh. like nice eggnog. We're talking about full on spiky spike eggnog. So, uh, I'm doing good. That's good. Well, I am. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Now, Cramp, the, obviously Michael Doherty's film, Krampus, was mainstream, but it launched a tirade of Krampus movies that flooded us, for better or for worse. And I've been cramming most of these movies. I know that Queenie has seen some of these movies. Have Michelle, how many Krampus oh, movies yeah. have you seen? I uh, I don't have a count. Um, you don't I have watch to give a count. Them as soon as I see them, huh? You don't have to give an exact count, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, every time one comes out, I see it. But that's true about all horror films. Huh. Um, I actually love the fact that it inspired so many more films to come out that surrounded Krampus. Uh, but I I feel that way about all subgenre films. Um, I, I, I'm not one of those people who's like, we've had too many zombies. Can we stop now? No, you keep <laughs> feeding me that, many. and I will take it. So. <laughs> I, I wish I could say that a lot of the Krampus films I saw were good. Um, they weren't. Uh, there's a couple exceptions. Uh, the Christmas Horror Story anthology has a pretty good Krampus in it. Uh, even though I don't yeah. like the origin of the Krampus at the end, the final story, but I like the battle between Santa and Krampus. Um, and that whole twist is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but um, I watched a bunch of films. First of all, the first one I watched was called Krampus 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, so I thought it was like, like Zombie 2, right? It's somebody marketing off the Michael Doherty's Krampus. But no, it turns out after I watched it, which, by the way, it was really confusing in the sense it was some weird gang members and Krampus involved with gang members and missing kids. <laughs> All of them have missing kids, of course. But yeah. I was like, but it turns out there was actually a movie before it. So I watched them in wrong in the reverse order, and it was called Krampus the Christmas Devil. I know Queenie saw that one, uh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, uh-huh. which is the first one. Once again, there's some cop and some family and missing kids and, you know, okay, you know. I do like how they do depict kids in bags and beating the shit out of them. And I always appreciate that. So, um, but, uh, you know, so, but, uh, because, you know, that's one part of Krampus that people forget about is the bag part with the whip. And that's always one of my favorites. Um, Not just chains. Um, I also watched a cute little short, and I believe it played at one of the film festivals I went to a, a while back and didn't get to see. It was called The Night of the Krampus, and it was a half an hour short. And it oh. actually kind of has a subplot where the, the characters are kind of like in one of those Dylan Dog investigation agencies trying to keep balance between good and evil. Um, and so they're, they're investigating a Krampus incident. And it was cute. It was 25 minutes. It was definitely film festival uh, kind of level uh, in the sense that it, it's not really meant to do anything more than it was doing. It was cute. So I watched that. And then, um, and then I watched Mother Krampus. Um, which, you know, honestly, I must have been getting punch drunk because at this point, this was the fourth Krampus film I'd watched. Plus, I'd watched a bunch of, like, The Princess Switch and Christmas Chronicles and A Christmas Prince. I mean, I'd watched a lot of Christmas movies at this point. I actually kind of liked Mother <laughs> Krampus. Uh, first of all, it, 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 uh, Funhouse Studios seems to pop up in these films a lot. And this one was shot in England. 
um, and had a little bit better story. And it wasn't really about Krampus. It was actually about um, pa- uh, the, the German witch, the witch from Germany um, that was taking over. And there was a nice little gore touch where she would cut gingerbread men out of the backs of her victims and then she would using their skin <laughs> and then she would cook them and eat them. And that was cool. I, I, I was like, yeah. And supposedly there's a sequel. It's out. It's called Lady Krampus, but I didn't get a chance to watch it before air. Um, it's available on VOD on Voodoo, I believe. <laughs> so, so there is a follow-up. Uh, and then I was like Christmas. And then I watched Cramping the Reckoning, which had Krampus setting people on fire. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of strange. Uh, and then uh, Christmas Krampus Unleashed, which it takes same people that did Mother Krampus, but it takes place in Arizona in the desert. Uh, so that was weird. Um, yeah, so those were all the Krampus movies I saw, but I, I had to clean the palette. So I ended up watching a non-Krampus film for this podcast, which I'm so glad to talk to both of you about because I'd never seen it before. Finally, I got to see it. And I finally sat down and watched Christmas Evil. Have you ever Ooh. seen Christmas? <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard of that one. I got to get my hands Evil. on it. Okay, it's free on Tubi. I discovered Tubi, which is a free app on my Roku. You just got to watch a couple ads. And what's cool is they count down the ads to warn you they're coming so you can get ready for it. I love Tubi. It was free on Tubi. Um, Christmas Evil is like watching Maniac if he was Santa Claus. (laughs) Surprisingly good. Uh, I was shocked. I was like, this is all right. And the ending is ridiculous. I won't get into it because you have to see the ending. But my daughter walked in. I mean, I was trying not to watch it around her because there's a lot of sex and violence in Christmas Evil. And and she uh, walked at the very end, which doesn't have any violence in it. But it has a big funny ending. And she just started rolling, like like laughing so loud. And <laughs> we both were laughing. It, so I highly recommend uh, – Supposedly John Waters says that Christmas Evil, which is from 1980, by the way, uh, is his favorite film. I can see why. So, uh, and I know both of your tastes. You'll probably really get a kick out of this. So I highly recommend Christmas Evil. So those are all the films I watched for this show. Queenie, can you give any more Krampus recommendations? Um, I like Krampus in, um, is it a Christmas Horror Story? He's like this big yep. white Krampus, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I like That's like one I, said, of my I don't like. I like his design. I didn't like the last story's origin of Krampus, but I did like the big Santa Claus Krampus fight. Yeah, the fight was amazing. Like, just watch it for that. <laughs> and and uh, you know, did you actually? Go, you said you were talking about making a bottom of the barrel. Um, uh, Queenie Todd show Christmas horror episode. If I, yeah. If I, so if if I had, had the energy, you know, like watch a bunch of really shitty movies and just be like, here you go, Merry Christmas. So <laughs> right now, if you could, what comes to mind when you think about the worst Christmas horror movie you've ever seen? Oh worst Christmas horror movie? Worst horror, huh. yeah. Because we did the yeah, best see, I got really about this. Yeah, I gotta really think about this one. Michelle, what about I, I you? Can't... What's your favorite love to hate Black favorite? Or... 
Black Christmas is the best. We know that. That kind of is its own level. But do you have any you really appreciate beyond that? Because, I mean, we have often talked about Black Christmas and rare exports. Rare exports, I throw in the Krampus, yeah. too. Um, I you know, but rare exports definitely belongs there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Rare Exports is one of those films for a while. I thought it was going to be one of my favorite films of all time. I thought the first 45 minutes of that film is brilliant and, and kept me guessing. And I, I love that. I love that. And, you know, um, but there's a lot of Christmas out there, bad Christmas horror. Um, the worst is probably, yeah, I love it, is is Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. We want to talk about Killer Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, only because... <laughs> But it's so funny. I mean, you can't, when you watch it, it, it's not about it being good. Because, I mean, come on, they fry a guy on his car, you know, and his eyes pop out. (laughs) That's the kind of humor you're getting with with Silent Night, Daily Night 2. It's not meant to be good. Um, We'll see. What else could we talk about Christmas-wise? I Pick want one. Melissa Joan Hart to be in a Krampus movie. That would be cool. <laughs> I, I would be down. I want to put her in everything, honestly. But I just, I really want to see her in a Krampus movie. And I want to see her reactions because she gets these very campy, cartoonish reactions. <laughs> I think that would be fun as fuck. Wait, well, I am allowed to say fuck if I recall, right? You can fucking say fuck all you fucking fuck want right here. Yeah, fuck oh, dare you. How <laughs> dare you, my virgin ears. All right, well, we have a caller. I think I know who it is, but we'll bring them on. Hello, 714. I believe this is my correspondent, Aaron Kogan. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How you doing? Good evening, witches. I'm doing well. How are you all? Hi. We're doing... <laughs> We're doing great. Uh, Aaron and Marie, unfortunately, could not uh, had technical difficulty. Oh, excuse me, and had to drop out. Uh, but you're on the line with Queenie and Michelle Nesk, and of course, Ed Hontress. Um, talk about your favorite and your lo- and and worst Christmas films you've ever seen since you've just got off the madness. I know you watched a bunch. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I I I dearly love the weirdness that is the star Wars holiday special um, <laughs> for reasons. I, I, when I describe it to people who've never seen it before, I have to explain that it's almost 20 minutes. Op- the opening of the thing is almost 20 minutes of Wookiees growling at each other and they don't believe me. And I have to say, you don't understand. There was a lot of cocaine <coughs> back then and it just gets weirder <laughs> from there. Uh, it I actually brought was past- Lumpy. It brought us the world of Lumpy. <laughs> lumpy and Itchy and Mala. Oh, uh, Itchy. Who would name their kid Itchy, even in the Wookiee culture? I mean, come on. Right? Oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, this past week, I went to a, a meetup of the uh, the Mandalorian Mercs, the uh, Droid Builders, the Saber Guild, and, of course... The 501st, Vader's Fist. Uh, they did a, a party prom charity thing for the California Firefighters Association. And the theme of it was uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, it, it played in the background while the DJ spun tunes. And it was 
marvelous cheese. So that that definitely has to be one of my absolute favorites in the bad category. And it got you in the Christmas spirit, apparently. It absolutely did. And then on the opposite end, the bad bad, uh, something that I watched for the madness this year, was uh, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny uh, with uh, <laughs> the Rift Tracks crew making fun of oh. it, which, holy crap, one of, I, I mean, if, if you've never seen it before, uh, congratulations. And it's, <laughs> it's a, um, oh God, how do you describe it? The Santa crash lands in Florida and tells a bunch of kids who bring various farm and circus animals to not help him move his sleigh uh, stories. And it's bad regional theater. And depending on which version you get, it's either Thumbelina or uh, I don't remember what the, I didn't see the other one, but I, I saw the Thumbelina one and it's, it's wow. Woof. Uh, it sounds totally, utterly bizarre. <laughs> it is. Uh, anyway, but before um, Queenie signs off for uh, her last time as hostess, and of course I know she's going to come back on to guest and to say hi and what have you, I, I just oh. wanted to pop on and oh, say yeah, hi. I'm, and... Go ahead and say your thing. I was thinking, I'm planning yeah. on doing in 2019 an episode in Seattle with her. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Right um, well, I just I'm I wanted c- to say how much fun it's been having her on the show and and uh, you know being uh, opposite her and, and uh, laughing and talking and kvetching and all the rest. It's been a blast. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron, for calling. I know you have to keep it short tonight, but. Uh, do enjoy yourself and your happy holidays and go ride the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion for me at least once this season. I will take a picture of the new gingerbread sculpture in uh, the dining room. Nice. I want to see it. So, okay. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, good Aaron. Night. Good night out. That was Aaron Kogan, my L.A. correspondent and cousin and sexy warlock of Orange County. So uh, we're really glad to hear from him. Uh, So we're pushing on 10 o'clock. I'm going to take a quick break. And then we will, I was going to go over while we're waiting for our guests at 1030, some of the Krampus and horror holiday events happening near you, our final community calendar, and one of the only ones we did of 2018. So I'll be back in approximately four minutes. All the elves were making toys For the good Gentile girls And the good Gentile boys When the boss busted in Nearly scared him half to death Had a rifle in his hands And cheap whiskey on his breast From his beard to his boots He was covered with ammo Like a big fat drunk Disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eyes Merry Christmas to all 
Professionals, professionals. I, I, this is how we get paid the big bucks. You know, <laughs> had to have at least one technical difficulty during this episode. It was going too well. Uh, so, 
All right, so we are going to do a quick community calendar and talk about Christmas stuff, mostly importantly, Krampus, uh, and a bunch of other horror geek stuff across the nation because there is so much to do as a horror geek. And Christmas does not mean you have to put it to bed. No. Matter of fact, what I really like is I saw a trend recently saying that uh, people are bringing ghost stories back into Christmas, which used to be a tradition to read ghost stories by the fire on Christmas Eve. And they don't, people don't do that as much as they used to. Uh, and now they said that people are bringing that back. Um, there was also a trend this year of black Christmas trees. Uh, a lot of people, not just goths, are having black Christmas trees this year. Uh, so, you know, it's popping up uh, here and there. There's, you know, a little bit of our Christmas mixed in with more mainstream Christmas. Um, so are we ready? Uh, we're going to go ahead and do it, too. Let's see what we got for Christmas. This year's sack is red. It's pretty heavy. Community calendar bag. What is inside? Ah, I see a half-naked man in a gold Speedo at the top of it. What is that? Who could that be? <laughs> who do you think that is, gold man in a Speedo? I know who it is. It's Rocky! All right, so the first thing, we're going we're gonna to start with December 7th, or we're going to go to this weekend. And on December 7th, you've got the Rocky Horror Christmas Show. It's my choice in, in Orpheum Theater at, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. So um, the RKO Army has been doing uh, their version. They've been doing live Rocky Horror performances for years, so they're actually one of the better shows out there. But they always do a big Christmas throwdown this time of year. So start small, but, you know, if you're in with Massachusetts and want to do something Christmasy and Rocky Horror, can't go wrong with either one of those concepts mixed together. It'll be a lot of fun. But, you know, Tim Curry is Santa Claus in his own way, especially in that movie. So, uh, so we got Rocky Horror Christmas Show, or the Rocky Horror uh, Christmas Show in, on December 7th. But it gets more interesting than that, because on December 7th, we also have in Winchester, Virginia, well, they'll have their own Krampus of, uh, event. Um, that'll be the first of many parades in my area on December 7th. Um, now, moving downwards, I wanted to give a shout-out to my boys, uh, Cafe Z in Township, New Jersey, because, like I said, horror is also throws down for Christmas, and uh, Grindhouse Nights have decided to throw a toy drive. So go watch some bad B-movies and give some uh, toys for toy drive for Christmas. Very, very nice. Um, but... Even cooler, near me, there's this horror, one of the better horror walkthroughs in the country is called Ben's Curse in Baltimore. For two nights, they open December 8th, 7th, and 8th for a walkthrough. And get this, it is a Christmas-themed horror walkthrough, and this year it's called Krampus Haunted Christmas. So how can we not, like, do that? I mean, this is awesome. Um, now, if Christmas, if Krampus isn't your thing, which I don't know why Christmas but Krampus wouldn't be your thing. Um, there's always us sexy witches, because after all, Yule and Peg and Saturnalia were pagan holidays well before they were a Christmas holiday. And right now, because of Suspiria in the theaters, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin is touring with the original Suspiria um, and um, with a li- and performing the orchestra live. So yeah, it might not be Christmas related, but it's definitely sexy witch related. And um, so if you want to do something completely different for Christmas, 
go see Goblin or like myself, go see Ghost. Because, I mean, come on, it's goth, but it's still very Christmassy in its own right, at least. I can, I can pretend it is, you know. So I'm going to go see Ghost on the 10th, so that's pretty cool. Um, December 8th in Syracuse, New York, our boys up there at the Syracuse Horror and Sci-Fi Garage Sale, with people we've uh, constantly talked about, they're having Creepy Christmas up there, so definitely go check that out. On December 8th here back in Baltimore, we have one of the the biggest uh, Krampus parades in the country, and uh, it's really, really, really cool. And um, in 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 um, Baltimore, there's a famous area for Christmas lights called the uh, 34th Street, and it's you know it's it's Christmas lights, but it's like what Baltimore does: throw a bunch of things in the blender, found art. So like you know like it'll be a Christmas tree made of metal tires or vinyl records or or just a a, a display filled with those plastic 80s Santa Clauses. You know what I'm talking about? Those weird glow in the dark ones that they used to have. You light up. I mean, it, it's wild. And while you're looking at all these crazy light displays, you have the Christmas Devil Parade right in front of you. Hot chocolate beaten kids they actually need people to volunteer as victims they have plenty of people to help with the costumes matter of fact if you go on youtube you'll see an amazing tutorial uh from the baltimore uh krampus loft how to make amazing krampus horns so i highly recommend that um but you know they need victims so if you're within listening in baltimore once again go and be a victim get the beach ship beat out of you for christmas we like that Even closer to home, once again, not horror, but I always find this, I like to mention this because here in Annapolis, we have a parade too, but our parade is a boat parade. So we have a Christmas light boat parade that happens on the 8th. And that's always cool. I highly recommend going into downtown Annapolis and watching it from the drawbridge, which is so you can see both trade routes. Um, Let's see. Can't. Can't go wrong without a, a tacky sweater party. Those are um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the eighth, we also have a Repo Genetic Opera Shadow Cast for Christmas. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then we have on the sixteenth, and where is that? The this is cool, Queenie. You're gonna love this one. An occult Christmas pop-up shop at the Bazaar of the Occult in Chicago, Illinois. So if you want to get your pagan Christmas on, go there. It's gonna be awesome. Um, there's uh, also another Krampus ball here in D.C. at the Black Cat on the 21st. Uh, those are all the important Christmas stuff that I have. And, of course, I believe it just happened either uh, um, recently was the uh, morning fair. And when I mean morning, not morning as in morning, happy, good morning. I'm talking about morning as in funeral. And that happened in, I believe, in Portland uh, last weekend. So that's all my Christmas um stuff but if you really want to know more about Chris there's there's Krampus parades I'm not even mentioning go to the Krampus you can google Krampus it'll take you to the main Krampus page or you can go to, on Facebook to the uh, Krampus Keystone page which is a very good connection to all the Krampus events in the country um, of course once again you don't have to do any of that you can stay home watch a movie preferably horror films uh, if you want to watch Christmas horror and get your eyeballs flooded with Christmas horror. Amazon Prime is the place to be. I cannot believe how many bad, good Christmas stuff is on Amazon particular. Netflix has got an okay thing. They're doing their own thing with their new with their own made to TV films. But they uh but 
it really, Amazon's got all the stuff, especially a lot of indie horror. And so if you want to go there. Um, and then, of course, Shudder has some classics, including Black Christmas. And Joe Bob Briggs did a Thanksgiving uh, marathon. He's going to do another one for Christmas. I believe it's going to be on the 21st. So, <clears throat> so Michelle, you there still? Yeah, I'm right here. I have a, good. Now that I've gotten through the calendar, <laughs> let me ask you, do you have any unusual traditions that you do this time of year? And horror films for the holidays. Uh, so that stays in tradition. Um, a merciless binge on the entirety of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> and it's just not Christmas until you see Melissa Joan Hart handcuff a man and tell him that he's going to pretend to be her fiancé for a weekend at her parents' snow cabin. <laughs> I, we really do need to make this Melissa Joan Hart horror Christmas movie because I mean you're you're writing it in your head right now. I can hear it. <laughs> well, there is it's a Hallmark movie, and she was in uh, it. I think with uh, the guy who played Slater from Saved by the Bell, and she handcuffs him, and then takes him to her parents' house for the weekend. It's a Hallmark movie for Christmas, and it's amazing. And ever since <laughs> I saw that, and before, I just really, like, maybe, you know, maybe there's an intimate exchange between Melissa Joan Hart and Krampus, and maybe Santa Claus is in there, too. You know, the sky's the limit when you're making art. Well, what is the name of this handcuffing a guy to uh, for Christmas movie? What is that? Do you have the name? No, I just know it's the movie that Melissa Joan Hart uses handcuffs. Oh my God, I gotta see, I gotta figure this out because I'm gonna totally make Emily do a review of it on her show because it sounds like something that she's gotta see. Uh, I've gotta look it up now too. It's like now you have me set on looking at for this film. So it's It's very wholesome. (laughs) I'm sure it is. (laughs) No, it's super. It's homework. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, Lifetime, though, you watch these Lifetime movies, and they are not healthy for women sometimes. Oh, my God. I mean, they're like horror films, but they're like, I don't even want, like, some of their Christmas movies are pretty terrifying in their own right, for that matter. <laughs> so Yeah, they are. There's another one, but I always forget the actress's name, but she was in Lost Girl, and she played Queen Elizabeth and Rain. She's uh-huh. amazing. Oh, she's so amazing. And um, she's in a Hallmark Christmas movie that I have not seen. So that's next up on the watch list. Well, let us know because we're always curious when people watch these films because I I have a hard time sitting through myself, so I always like to live vicariously through others. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Queenie, I know that this time of year can be rough for you. On many levels, the weather treats your body like shit, and you have and there's a lot of emotional issue with that. With you know, you think of, of reminding you of stuff from your past because without you know being without parents, and I understand this too. Yeah. It can be kind of a lonely time of year. Christmas <laughs> is. It's not the most wonderful time of year. It's the most lonely time of year. Yeah. You meet a room full of people and st- at a, at a Christmas party and still feel like you're completely alienated from the world. Uh, that being said. <laughs> I know that you have your own traditions. 
that you like to throw down this time of year. So what do you yes. like to do? Um, I like to craft things for people, like as much as my body will allow me to do. Like I've been making jewelry recently, fucking with that, trying to teach myself how to do it. And because um, whenever I want to do something, I usually teach myself. <laughs> I'm just like, I will find a YouTube tutorial. I will do this. <laughs> they they so, actually said recently I'm, that 80% of people that watch YouTube go on there to learn something they haven't done before. Exactly. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you step YouTube fluently. Like, but anyway, um, so I do that. I, I, um, I watch horror movies. I watch lots of, like, Christmassy type horror. Like, one of my favorites is Santa's Sleigh because it's so stupid. It's so oh, it is and so, stupid. so dumb, though. <laughs> like, like love it's it. just for, <laughs> Like, he stabs someone with a Hanukkah candlestick. Like, <laughs> Like that is so great. Like, okay. So I love that movie. <laughs> it's, it's, a re- it's a wrestler, yeah. right? That plays the Santa yeah, evil Santa Claus in that one. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. He's pretty awesome too. He looks really like a Viking Santa. Like <laughs> the scary Viking Santa. He's got like what is it? A, a yak or something that pulls his leg? <laughs> It's, it's like a, isn't it like a Scottish cow or something weird like that or an it's ox? It's like, yeah, like it's like an ox. It's like this huge, massive beast. You know, like, it like almost overshadows him. It's so big, and Goldberg is huge. Like this guy is massive for Santa Claus. Yeah. it's so. I amazing. mean, Goldberg is not a wilting flower at all. So it, it's pretty no. funny. Any. I, you know, there's always this thing about, you know, sitting on Santa's lap. Even as a kid, I was always a little intimidated on sitting on Santa's lap. But my mom was a little bit of a cruel mistress. Um, She told me very young that Santa Claus didn't exist. So I was probably the only fifth grader in class that was like, yeah, there's no such thing as Santa. And everyone else was like, you're fucking nuts. Uh, You know, so... Uh, a little bit so I I didn't when I sat on Santa's lap it was more about tradition and you know it's fun you you know your parents are listening to what you want you know that kind of thing but I never liked sitting on Santa's not that I was afraid of the person playing Santa I didn't like the suit you know you've been standing there Mm -hmm. for a while and 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 when you sit there and it's it, he's been there sitting like a lot of people missing on his lap and he's it, it's furry and semi wet and sweaty uh, uh, you know and that's yeah. what I was always an issue with so uh, you know. <laughs> I never did the sitting on Santa's knee thing because I didn't believe in Santa Claus I my mother also told me at a young age that she's like ah fucking Santa Claus isn't real <laughs> and I'm like, all right, hey bitch. It's funny. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's funny because my mom, my when he, she was an evangelical Christian when I grew up, right? And mm. so that's why there was no Christmas in our house because it just didn't exist, right? Uh, but then she, when I was 12, she turned pagan, and then Santa Claus came back to the house, <laughs> and then a bunch of other things, fairies and pagans and orgies and maenads, and suddenly all these myths <laughs> I've been reading all my life were suddenly, like, something my mom is actually really worshipping, and I'm like, whoa, you know, that was a big 
big culture shock, actually, you can imagine, for a 12-year-old. Because 12-year-old girls are the worst. We're just, like, out to lunch at seventh grade. You know, we're just like, you know. (laughs) If I could fast-forward my daughter from 14 to jump her back up to 17 and just avoid 14, 15, 16, I would. I would fast-forward those three years because they're going to just be hell. (laughs) So... (laughs) But I can imagine, but you know, but as a 12 year old, it was a massive change when my mom converted. Um, but then, you know, but then, like, I was allowed to believe in Santa Claus at 12, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, how many people can say that? You know, we didn't believe him as a kid, but I believe him as an adult. Right? You know. Now, it's funny, my daughter, I've actually told her there's no such thing as Santa Claus, but she's not having it. No. She's like, no, nope, you're wrong. He's real. You can't tell me otherwise. Nope, he's real. And so is Rudolph. You won't. So, you know, <laughs> I can only do so much. So, um, yep. and, you know, I'm not going to get into, like, should we allow kids to believe in Santa Claus or not? You know, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I've always have, partly, you know. But, you know, I'm not going to tell other parents how to raise their kid that way. Uh, <laughs> but I do do enjoy, uh, that being said, I do not think Santa is sacred. Because a lot of people don't like putting Santa going back to Christmas horror because they think that, oh, you know, what if a kid sees Santa hacking up a, a person? It'll scar him for life. First of all, if they're, wa- if they're watching the R-rated film with you, they're probably ready to do it or you're allowing them to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, when my daughter's ready to watch the scary films, she tells me. And I'm usually like, okay, you can judge your kid. Like, if they're ready or not. The other thing is, if you know, these movies are aimed at adults. They're supposed to be funny. You know, they're scary, but most of the Christmas horror I've seen are like Christmas Slay or Christmas Evil or all these Krampus films. There's tongue inserted in cheek the whole time, right? Especially Krampus. Like, oh, my God, is that movie funny? It is funny. It is so funny. Well, have uh, any of you seen The Elf? No, I haven't seen that one yet. Which it's one? a really old movie. The Elf. The it's Elf. an old movie from the 1980s, and it's a Christmas film. And I actually have found it recently, and I showed it to uh, to my family here. And I had uh, I saw it like a million years ago. Um, and it's about this teenage girl who works at the mall, and she lives with her mother and her German grandfather. And it turns out that her German grandfather was an ex-Nazi soldier, and he was also involved in the handling of the Necronomicon and all that weird shit. And that she was ritually created. I don't want to give out too many spoilers, but there's, like, no way mm-hmm. not to. Um, and it's, okay, essentially she was bred to create the ultimate superior race of species and it's supposed to be her intermingling with the elf and it's amazing and it is fun and I saw my first electrocution scene uh, ever (laughs) in that film and like so you get this like beautiful beautiful very buxom naked woman and she's taking a bath in the tub right and then all of a sudden an electronic device gets thrown in the tub and she's flopping around, and it is incredible because they didn't go out of their way to try to make it sexy. 
and it was so brutal because you're you're watching her kiss like fly everywhere, and the water's <laughs> everywhere, and there's sparks and there's smoke, and she's all like, oh, 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 oh. and it was so fucking cool, you guys. You have to see it. <laughs> it right. sounds sounds fantastic. <laughs> See, that's why I have you come on, Michelle, because you always have these like random movies. Like I've seen, I've seen it listed, but I've never actually seen it. I've never seen that, and I've never seen Elves, which is another Christmas horror film too. I don't know. I've never seen that one. Wait, is that the same one? When when I saw it, uh, it was called The Elf, but I think it's also called Elves because I think you can find it. Um, you can find it streaming uh, legally to watch if you want. I'll send you a link after. Um, I'm trying to figure that out now, actually. I'm like, which one is it? Is it the elves? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same movie. Um, let's see. Well, I want to watch either of these movies. 89. It's 89 stars. Jeffrey Mendel and Dan Haggerty, Deanna Lund, and Ken Ken Carpenter. Uh, people, I have no idea. Mm. I bet you that's it. Does it have a blonde say, girl in it? A uh, <laughs> brutal killer named the Holiday Reaper has been caught allowing people of a small Texas town to once again celebrate Christmas. Does that sound right? But the horrors are just beginning at Seven Elves. No, these are two different films. That's, yeah, that's oh. two different films. Two different films. So I think it is the elf. It it yeah. has multiple names and kind of hard to find. Kind of like uh, Attack of the Flesh Eating Mom. <laughs> Attack of the Flesh Eating Mom, which is also no. obscure and hard to find. <laughs> it's also like you know, there's Will Ferrell elf, right? And it's kind of getting in the way. Um, there was a remake I of love the that elf movie. from 2017, actually. Interesting. I it, wait, not. there was a remake of the horror movie? Yeah, The Elf, 2017. But I yeah. wanted to be the one to do the remake. Oh, no. Well, it might not be the same. I, I don't know. Damn it. Reading. Oh, no. We don't want that. <laughs> what is it's... it about? Is it about an elf going to mate with an inbred girl? No, it says, after inheriting an old toy shop, he discovered a cursed elf doll. Ooh, it's a cursed elf doll. Sealed inside Ooh. an ancient chest with a naughty list. Ah, that sounds actually pretty cool. Um, that sounds fun. <laughs> um, also, we need to shout out two Christmas horror films that dropped on VOD, guess what? Today! Today, Yay. okay? First one, and he's been on the show. He was did the preview for Texas Frightmares. It's Troy Escamilla's movie. It's now it was called Stirring on the festival circuit, but now it's called Mrs. Claus, and it actually peaked at 18 at uh, top of horror downloads on Amazon. So congratulations, nice. to indie film. That's awesome. And oh, yeah. and then. Um, and then um, I wanted, I was trying to get her on the show tonight, but we couldn't do it because she does trivia tonight. But Rebecca McKendry, uh, who I met also at Texas Frightmares, and she's been on JK, the Horror Happens Radio Show. She's uh, She works for Blumhouse and Shockwaves Radio. She just a horror anthology, which won Chattanooga Film Festival. We've actually talked about it on the show. All the Creatures Are Stirring. It dropped on VOD today as well. And I want to, since we're all sexy witches and women filmmakers or lover of films in this, I want to shout 
as as a representative of Girl Geek, Jason Blum, I just want to say I, I understood what you were trying to say, that you're trying to find a good woman director that can bring a film for a million dollars in. I get it. Not everyone can make it do a million dollars. However, you have someone who could easily make a good horror film working directly under your nose in Rebecca McKendry. Hire her. Give her a good script. Give her the five mil. Let her make a movie. I bet you she'll rock it. Anyway, get off my soapbox now. (laughs) I just like when when he's like, there's no good female directors. And I'm like, this is one of your best women work just released a horror film this year, which won Chattanooga. Ah, you know, and and you're not distributing her. And they're not distributing her film either. She's, She's doing this on her own. Uh, you know, so, you know, you know she's felt, so anyway, so look for Mrs. Claus and look for all the creatures are stirring, uh, very different films. Uh, one's a slasher, well, like I said, one's a horror anthology with lots of monsters. We love monsters. So, uh, you know, uh, so the, I just wanted to make sure we got those out here because I, I, I love, I, I, I support Troy no matter what. It's really cute to watch him like evolve into his what he is. He loves slashers. I'm, you know, slashers are always a mixed bag, but if you love slasher, you love slasher. There's just people that are insanely in love with slasher. And so all his films are slashers, but he's done a Christmas slasher and a party slasher. Now he's doing a a high school teacher shorter slasher. So that's cool. So, so all this stuff is happening. Um, and uh, any Queenie, any final thoughts on Christmas horror before we move on to our guest host, our final guest of the evening? No, I think we've covered it pretty much. If if you were stuck on a desert island for Christmas, what's the one Christmas mm. horror movie you would take with you? Ooh, um, probably Krampus because it gives me happy feels. <laughs> You know, a lot of people, I I love the ending. A lot of people don't like the ending, but the ending to me was very, uh, there's a play called No Exit, which is about hell. It was very much like that. Mm. And I I really, really appreciated it. Um, Michelle, what about you? If you were stuck on a desert island and had to bring one Christmas horror movie with you, what would you, what would you want? The Elf. The Elf. Yeah, would you can you link the trailer to the uh, to one of us so we can see this trailer? Can you find it? Oh my god. Yes, but I don't think it will do it justice cuz I think it's okay. a guy who talks about things. Well, that's okay. It'll at least give me a link so I can get to the film itself, which is what matters cuz I don't trust trailers. Anyway, especially now I want to remake it. I want to be the one to make that remake so bad. Oh, my gosh. You should should totally do it. You'd be awesome. It would have to maintain a time period piece. Yes. So it would have to still take place in the 80s. (laughs) Well, that that tends to be the trend right now. I just finished watching last night the summer of 84. So this whole, like, you know, 80s retro thing. And, you know, some people pull it off and, and, like, can do it. Like, Summer 84 did it well. I think Stranger Things is pretty successful. Then there's ones that, like, totally exaggerate it. Uh, but I would love to see a good old-fashioned, like, good period piece horror film set in the 80s. 
I think that would be really yes. neat. And not, uh, you know, it, um, it did pretty good. I will say it did all right. Like, but, uh, you know, I, I want to see it on a lower level. Now, our final guest has just called in. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So let me bring them on. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. What's up, witches? <laughs> and who may we say is speaking? Maybe you might recognize me better if I talked like this. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, for people that wouldn't know, who live under a rock, who know visit my show... This is the one and only actress, filmmaker extraordinaire, Tristan Risk. How are you doing? Welcome to the Sexy Witch. Thank you for having me. And uh, yes, it's good to be back uh, talking with you ladies again. And um, yeah, uh, it's fine if people have been living under rocks. That's okay. That's their prerogative to hide themselves from good art and good media. You know, like people, I respect their right to live a sheltered life. It's cool. It's cool. (laughs) Well, but, you know, at the same time, we, we want to encourage and broaden our horizons. And what's great about living under a rock nowadays, if you still have a Wi-Fi signal, you can still, like, be pretty worldly. Uh, that's <laughs> how I exist. Really. <laughs> as long as I've got a Wi-Fi uh, signal, I can still, like, act as sophisticate in my, like, little boondock shack. Excellent. Hell yeah. uh, so I know you can't talk about it very much, but I have a rumor that you had a very rabid experience recently. How did that go? Uh, it was a very interesting experience. I got to play characters in the film. I can't say what characters, but I had the chance to, you know, three completely different roles. So I'm interested to see if anybody can um, pick up my Where's Waldo moments throughout the film. And uh, I got to see, um, you know, a Cronenberg remake uh, and and be brought to life and include uh, quite a few of Cronenberg's original crew um, on the set uh, helping out, as well as seeing Ben and Sylvia Saska put their touches to a Cronenberg film. So, you know, King of Body Horror plus Queens of Body Horror is going to be uh, something old, something new, something what the fuck, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I'm just crying with joy just thinking about that you even got the chance to work with this amazing project. <laughs> this project even exists. So congratulations on that. But um, more importantly, we're not actually, as much as I love talking about, and believe me, I could pick your brain for hours, Miss Risk, about all the stuff you've done, especially since you've worked with some of my boys down in Atlanta, Richard Tanner and them doing some of their fun drink mm-hmm. I created bikers and things like that. So thank you for helping them out. It's always good when our, you know, helping each other out, moving forward to the next step as indie filmmakers. But Queenie, Queenie here, she's just, um, Queenie Beast is now starting to move on. The, Queenie Beast has been with me for four years now and um, has decided to go solo. We always knew this was going to be a time when this would happen. So I was wondering, as, as a, as a create, content creator, as a filmmaker, as an actress, and as a person, uh, do you have anything to say about one of your biggest favorite 
fan, biggest fans out there um, about the next step? Um, I'm going to say expect it to be difficult. Um, If it's easy, that's awesome. But then if you expect it and anticipate it to be difficult, then you're pleasantly surprised when it is not. Um, But don't get discouraged by adversity or that it will be difficult and that it will take work because it's worth it. And, um, you know, you think about an egg being laid. Well, it's like life doesn't start for what's in the egg. Once the egg is laid, it starts once you actually break out of the egg. And most animals that hatch out of eggs are fucking exhausted just getting to that point, but they have to break to get out of the egg to, to make it to that point. So don't forget that breaking out of your egg can be fucking exhausting, but it's well worth the rewards. <laughs> Same with just like getting out of a chrysalis, like the butterfly or moth is just like, what the fuck? That took so much time and effort getting out of its chrysalis. So yeah, it's worth the fight. Don't be discouraged if there's uh, any complications. Wow. Okay. Michelle, do you have any any questions you would like to or are allowed to ask Miss Risk before um, she moves back to her uh, wonderful, amazing life? Allowed. The floor is open. Floor is open. The floor is one chance. Open. Your one chance. Quick. My one chance to what? Hey, I ask love you, Tristan. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know yeah. you guys kind of know each other already. <laughs> so. What kind of transmission? Uh, the transition into going solo. Oh, oh, queen. I thought yeah, you said transmission. I thought you said oh. transmission too. I was like, what <laughs> secret of transmission are we all like mind reading? No, the transmission. So, Miss Risk, before we let you go, do you have anything you want besides obviously amazing Cronenberg projects? Do you want anything you need to plug uh, performances? I know you've been working in cabaret lately. Uh, do you have anything where they can see or meet you or at a film festival or a convention coming up? Well, um, I will be, if you are in Vancouver, there's two events coming up. There is uh, the New Year's Eve uh, performance where I will be doing a repeat of Dr. Capellius as a burlesque for um, uh, the Georgia Hotel, and that will be an early show. And then in January, to get back into shape, we will be offering snake yoga in Vancouver. Yeah. So that will be kind of a partner for yoga between you and the snake, and pythons and boas, but you are also welcome to bring your own snake. Did you hear that, Queenie? Snake mother. Oh, my oh, goodness. I know. It's I know. <laughs> I, and also, Jeffrey, Jeffrey wouldn't allow that. He's a corn snake. He would not allow that. He would just try to run away. <laughs> that would be a like, great you know, to work out with the corn snake because they're always moving. <laughs> exactly. Queenie, we could go together if you want. <laughs> If you guys just go to Snake Yoga, you have to take and post pictures because I'd love to see it. So uh, we're all huge fans of snakes on this uh, podcast, so that's always a good thing. Um, and so thank you, Miss Risk, for the quick call in and shout out. And you know we're huge yeah, fans you of you. Me. We we we, oh, we love you, you so to much. death. Thank you for asking me. 
Oh, no problem. And please come in and plug your stuff anytime you want because that's what we're here for. Uh, and we will definitely, as soon as we see Rabid, we are going to let you know if we see you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I want to see who can catch my appearances in there. So it'll be a fun little game for everyone. Oh, <laughs> uh, We're already so excited exciting. and shaking for that. So uh, much love, Woo. and we'll I'll see you at a horror convention soon. Sounds wonderful. Take care, ladies. All right. Bye. Much love. And that was the always exquisite Tristan Risk. So what do you think of our going away present, Queenie? I am overwhelmed. (laughs) I am overwhelmed the field. I will be crying later. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's okay. That's a good cry. Um, on a personal oh, note, I've, ar- I've already gushed on you a bunch, but on a personal note, Queenie, you were one of the first people I thought of instantly when I decided, fuck it, I'm going to do a podcast. There's not enough women and gender fluid geek girls out there um, doing podcasts about filmmaking on the stuff we want to talk about. Not the, you know, we want to talk about horror. We want to talk about science fiction. And immediately I was like, the Queenie Beast gonna know what they're talking about and you have and and I couldn't have done it without you uh and and I will miss you I know you're not gonna be very far I can still ask you questions and uh you will and you can be on the show at any time uh and and I really do wish you all the best and and I and and you're gonna have you, you, like I said, it's going to be hard. I We know it is. It's okay. You're already exhausted. Yeah. But, that's, so I'm already but Tristan's there. right. It, it's, you know, getting out of the egg sometimes is the hardest part. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think I'm getting there, you know. There's progress happening, but it's slow. You're kicking ass. You are totally kicking ass. I don't always feel like that. I know, it never does. All you can see is, you know, like Tristan was saying, all you can see is the shell of the egg. Yep. And and I would say as, as, uh, you know, and I I tend to have, and I think all three of us here have a bit of what's called an imposter complex, but I think Mm. it was kind of ingrained in most women or you know uh, as a young age if you know what i'm saying you can't get too big for your britches nobody no. likes you yeah. a haughty yeah if you're That's too smart you won't you won't get the boy if you're too if, yeah. if you're you know uh you know you're yeah, always, always being, fiery. you know yeah, i was it, a fiery one like i had a temper and you're not supposed to have a temper as a girl girls don't no. get mad I semi lost my temper for two minutes this year. Two minutes, and it was controlled and logistics. And I got fired for a podcast over it. It ruined a relationship with a horror convention that I loved. Two minutes. Yep. For a mis- yep. for a mistake that wasn't even mine. You know. And yep. Yeah. It, it, it hurts. It does hurt. But 
you know, I, I've had to deal with that, but at the same time, that's part of it. Growing pains in learn, you know, it's all, you can't learn if you, if everything works out every time. Exactly. Oh, can I tell you, Queenie, what I'm doing right now? Oh, yes. Well, both of you? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm actually, I'm writing a project and the person who's in it is a retail worker. Shout out to all the retail workers who are working this fucked up holiday season, by the way. So I have never done retail before, and I realized something was missing. So I started working with a company that is a cosmetic company, and I'm a beauty artist with them. But part of that job is also, can you guess, retail. I've never done retail before in my whole life. Um, And... It's been really interesting. Um, People are definitely very strange about how they handle their retail workers. I now realize that I have to rewrite a whole bunch of the story because I had no idea how retail actually works. Um, And my person's going to end up being much more violent in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember... I've worked with customer service in some level all my life, um, including retail, park service. I do it now in my current job. And the one thing you have to learn to do is be able to say no to someone and keep smiling. And yep. Not, yep. The, not the smiling, keep smiling, yeah, females should smile more kind of thing. No, is that you're telling someone they can't have what they want, but you can't get angry at them, no matter how angry they get at you. <laughs> so, no matter how like racist or anything you just have to smile the skill set so, this yeah. is why i give a shout out to true customer service and retail people the skill set is completely underappreciated which is ironic considering we're mostly a service-based economy uh you know uh yeah. is that that people don't realize how hard it is to be a, a, a frontline person you have to deal with other people's drama. <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like that in yeah. food service, too. It's like that in food service, too. They act like such oh, dicks, too. Oh, it's worse in food service. It's worse in food service. I have worked in food service. It was pretty awful. It, yeah. it, it, you know, especially something happens, and your, the food is bad, and the waitress is the one that has to give the bad news, or the waiter, depending on who it is. And, and what's awful about it is there's nothing you can do about it, but the person at the table is going to be so angry. <laughs> you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, yeah. I, I work for the Fed, yeah. and, you know, in the archives. And, you know, they think that when they see me, they think I'm the man. They think, you're a government employee. You're here to block me from my documents to look up whatever I'm doing. Right? No, Damn my job man. is. But I'm not the man, though. I mean, I am the man, but I'm a cool man because the, my actual <laughs> job is to help give you access to those records to get you. JV? Oh, we, we uh, yay. The, the boys are setting me up a shot, by the way. So, Lahayam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lahayam. They all say Lahayam. So, but anyway, so. Shout out. I, I'm interested in the script and what you've learned. And, uh, they, and I'm glad you're having this experience because a lot of people don't realize what it's like to be behind the counter until they actually do it. Yeah, it, it's very true. I, I've never been rude to a person who's in the server industry of any form. Um, 
you know, it, my mother was a waitress, and you know what I mean. So the whole tip gratuitously if you're going out, all that other stuff is very much ingrained into me. But I didn't really understand the depth of it. And, you know, these people should be going to therapy and instead they do shopping therapy. And part of the shopping therapy that nobody talks about is the mistreatment towards the actual people who are serving them. Which is a huge litmus test on who a person actually is. If they treat service like shit, um, especially in a Christmas season, it kind of gives them, you know, it gives you an idea of who they really are. You know, a perfect litmus test. (laughs) uh, The first date, that's always a kick-ass litmus test because a first date will always be good to you. Won't necessarily be good to the uh, waitress if the food comes out late. So, uh, you know, (laughs) there's that, you know, it's really good litmus test yeah. and you know I, I always appreciate it so looking forward to that so thank you I want to see you. more horror movies based on that <laughs> I do too actually I'm cool with that and and Michelle thank you for guest hosting today we really appreciate it uh, you do you have any me. of course do you have any final words for Queenie before we close in for tonight I love you so fucking much um, thank oh. you for being with me earlier this year for Horrors of the PNW Volume 5, having you right there, like when I could just hold your hand, it was just so amplifying for my spirit and my heart. And I'm, welcome, I just, I love seeing you run around and I love seeing you follow <laughs> your dreams. And I know you're going to, you're going to excel because you're amazing and you're talented. So I just I love, love you. You can make me cry, guys. <laughs> I'm leave with tears in my eyes. <laughs> well, I'm making two promises to you know, right now, Queenie. No matter okay. what happens. One, I'm going to try. I'm not promising I'm going to be there, but I'm promising to try to be there. I'm going to come to Crypticon Seattle and, and spend time with you this year. That was, <laughs> I, I really want it. That's promise number one. Promise number two is if you get your citizenship, I will be at your swearing in ceremony. Really? Yes. Oh, thank you, Liz. I, I, I love you, Liz. I love you, too. Give me some heads up so I can get the ticket, but I will come out okay. and I will see you swearing in because that would be a great honor. And anybody that's more deserving of, of getting your full rights as an American citizen, it's you, Queenie. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. So, so, Thank you, Queenie, for being on the show and creating a great podcast last four years. I know you're going to be around, and I'm hoping maybe you'll come back for our first episode on the 22nd when we talk about the best films of 2018. We do it every time. Uh, That is our next show. It's the end of the season. We will start in January 2019. Queenie will be on YouTube. Look for her. She does live streams. She does her short shows. Her short shows are great. I love her editing. Her editing's getting better every year. Every episode. Thank you. I'm actually I, really I proud of my fan films right now. I made some silly got, Hellraiser fan films. <laughs> you got a pretty good audience already following you. That's great, too. I wanted to also thank Michelle once again for guest hosting. 
Uh, and I want to thank Emery Intrevia for calling in, Gigi uh, from Luchagor Records, uh, for uh, Luchagor Films, sorry, uh, for for call, for write, calling in and leaving a message for Queenie. And, and as soon as I'm off air, I'm going to forward it to Queenie, your personal message. She can hear it. You can have a copy. And uh, and of course, Tristan Risk for calling in for a few minutes, giving us a little drop on rabbit and wishing Queenie all the best. So we're done for the night. We're going to go chill. Time to go chill and, and enjoy myself. I'm going to have my day off tomorrow. Uh, rest in peace to President Bush. Uh, but thank you for giving me a day off. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's just how it works. You know, he's, it, it, they have to shut down the government. There's just too many people around. But we're not going to end on a sad, mushy note. No, no, no. We're going to end on a, a completely uh, capitalistic, gimme presents kind of Christmas vibe. <laughs> just because it's fun. Uh, so we'll leave you tonight with Rapping Mook Rafferson's Gimme Stuff. So thank you all once again. The 22nd, January is the premiere episode of Season 5 of Sexy Witches. So a little under six weeks from now, we will go over the Oscar nods, um, which will ha- drop that day in the first half hour. And then the Sexy Witches will round robin count down their favorite films of 2018 to number one. All that's January 22nd. And we'll be introducing... Our new guest host for the show, as well as the revival of Repo Nerds. I have a new guest host for that as well. Uh, lots of stuff is happening on Sexy Witches. You can find us on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, uh, sorry, iTunes, Blog Talk, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever podcasts are stored. Thank you again. Good night, everyone. Blessed be and good film hunting. Yo, Merry Christmas. Yo. What's the word on the street? Five eight four eight two six five nine eight seven. Yo yo. Give me stuff. Give me stuff. A lot of stuff. Give me give me stuff. Hark! Let's make a magical wish. It's December twenty something ish. So put a lot of stuff under a tree. Okay. Here's a Christmas kiss from me. Yo yo yo. I'll battle wrap you under a mistletoe. Christmas time is nice. Let's celebrate the birthday of Jesus Christ. Give me stuff. Give me stuff. A lot of stuff. Give me, give me, give me stuff. Let's hit the dope spot. I ribbity, 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 ribbity rap a lot. I'm the number one rapping dude. I like money, bitches, and eating food. So throw your Christmas gifts in the air and wave them all around like you just don't care. And jiggle your d- it's a Christmas song. I hope I get a lot of stuff that I can pawn. Whoa. So go on with your bad self. That's what I said to a Christmas elf. I like eating chips. Cool. When I dip, you dip, we dip. Give me stuff. A lot of stuff. Give me stuff. Bitches, gangs, and guns, throw a gang sign in the air. Okay. The Christmas spirit is 
It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.